0: My is Gary Mitchell, I'm an Associate Editor of EBN and I'm here today with Kate Swaffer, who is going to give us a brief overview about her upcoming book. Kate, over to you, maybe you'd mind introducing yourself. Yeah, thanks Gary, it's great to meet you. As some people will know me, I live in Australia, I was diagnosed with younger onset dementia when I was 49 years old. I have written a book called What the Hell Happened to My Brain and the reason I wrote that book, apart from... Publisher asking me whether I would be interested in writing a book, I had already started writing a book, um, was because when I was first diagnosed, and often still when I attend events and go to meetings about dementia, I'm being told by people without dementia how I feel, what's my experience, and even worse than that, what's best for me, without ever asking me. And Dr. Richard Taylor, a psychologist in the United States, I was diagnosed with dementia, younger onset dementia, and I found some of his writings on Mr Google and um, he literally saved my life. So the first 12 months of dementia, I was probably spiralling into a place of darkness, not actually depressed, still functioning, but with no hope for a future. And I found Richard's writings and... It was like he was, it was like I'd written it all myself and he had worked in his career with troubled youth and he used to use journaling as a therapy for them and so he decided after crying himself for the first two or three weeks after his diagnosis that he would start writing himself and after 80 essays he had them published. So I found some of those essays and I had previously used writing as a form of grief therapy, both for myself and for clients in the the grief industry, and so I started writing, and that was the turning point for me. Um, The other thing about writing a book about dementia, there are lots of things missing in our pre- and post-diagnostic pathways, often for younger, particularly younger people, the process to get a diagnosis takes way too long we're misdiagnosed with depression and all sorts of things that um, have some similar symptoms but are not dementia because most people don't think that younger people are going to have dementia The other thing that I see that's really missing in our post-diagnostic pathway is authentic brain injury rehabilitation um, when I put my nurse's hat back on and think about how we would, provide a care plan for patients after a stroke or after some other brain injury, they would probably all have speech pathology in their care plan. They would have intensive rehab in a rehab unit. Why are people with dementia denied this? So I've written about that in my book. I've also written about a couple of topics that I haven't really found to have been covered. The longest chapter I've written is probably on the loss and grief that people with dementia experience not our families but us and I uh, know a lot about complicated grief through a personal experience of losing someone to suicide and it's perhaps even more complicated than that because every time part of your functioning changes or disappears that's a new loss and it's a new grief So you just get used to not being able to spell words, which were the first signs for me that I had something wrong, and that gets worse, or you can't spell them at all, or something else happens, something might be related to the way you relate to people, your emotions might be back to front, you might get angry when you when there's nothing to be angry about or you might get sad when in fact there's nothing to be sad about and I've found that my emotions are a bit back to front. So perhaps at a funeral I'm not as sad as I would normally be and at things where maybe I should be really joyous, I can find myself in tears. But there's an enormous amount of grief and the grief sector knows that in the early stages of someone's grief and if it goes on unresolved, without any support or therapy, people who are grieving have cognitive impairment and sometimes memory loss. And so for people experiencing dementia, a diagnosis of dementia, grief's only gonna make that worse. So I did, I was at university when I was diagnosed and I think that was a lucky escape for me from going down the pathway of prescribed disengagement. So the university people said to me, Go and see the disability advisors, they'll set you up with strategies to support the disabilities, they'll reassess you every time you think things are changing and they'll provide you with authentic grief counselling and they're the ones who suggested grief counselling for me. So authentic counselling, not counselling that is to help me cope with the changes in my behaviour, but actually to help me heal from the loss of another function and so having that support at university learning to see the symptoms as disabilities for dementia rather than a pathway to advanced care directives aged care and death was very empowering for me and so I do treat the symptoms of dementia as disabilities. I do employ people who can help me devise supports to manage memory loss, to manage wayfinding, to manage... There's all sorts of technology out there now that that can support you to do that. So the book will be a little bit... um, Perhaps two or three chapters might be a bit contentious. I've tackled some (coughs) topics that haven't really been tackled before. Grief's one of them. I've talked about prescribed disengagement, which is that... What happens to us on diagnosis is that we're told to get our end-of-life affairs in order. If we're working, we're told to give up work. If we were studying like I was, I was told to give up study, that it would be bad for me. Um, And at no time was I told it was a terminal illness or given any of the same support that a person with any other terminal illness would have been given. So there's a few topics in there that um, perhaps... Some service providers might find challenging. Um, Carers might find my chapter on carers a bit challenging. Um, But the prescribed disengagement that I talk about actually sets carers up to disempower us. It sets them up to take over from us and it sets them up to be martyrs. It's not actually their fault. They do everything they do with the utmost love and our best wishes. Um, And it's why I use the term for my husband. is bub, not carer. He's my backup brain. Mm, thank you very much. Um, just the details on the book, um, What the Hell Happened to My Brain? Yeah. By Kate Swaffer, And it is by JKP Publishing, is that right? Yeah, Jessica Kingsley. Kingsley Publishers. It's currently up for pre-ordering on Amazon. Excellent. Um, it will be available in the UK, in America, and in Australia. Wow. There will be shops in all countries with it. I don't have a publication release date yet, Okay. Um, but I'm sure you can let your... Uh, followers know that. Of course. Thank you very much for spending time with for Look forward to reading it. Fantastic. Thank you, Kit.